I couldn't not say something. I was just at a point where I couldn't be silent about not wanting kids. Hi, I'm Anna Olson, and you're listening to We're Not Kidding, a podcast devoted to sharing stories surrounding the child-free life. As a life coach, I'm passionate about helping women feel confident and empowered in their choice not to have children. And I believe that by sharing our stories, we help break the stigma. So let's dive in. All right. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. I'm super excited for today's guest. Today, we are speaking with Lenora. I mean, I feel like you are such a big person in the child-free community. I just see you in all sorts of like, you're you're kind of everywhere. <laughs> uh, apparently, I've been told, yes. <laughs> I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. But yes, I, I hear I'm in a few spaces. <laughs> Which is so cool uh, and very inspiring. So yeah, thank you for the work that you do. And thank you for taking the time to be on the podcast. I really appreciate it. And switching gears a little bit to be interviewed <laughs> instead of doing the interviewing. Yeah. So all that is to say welcome. Thank you for being here. And I guess I'm curious to start, like, how did you get into doing the child-free advocacy that you're doing? And where did that all begin? Well, when I know that answer, I'll tell you. Um, <laughs> I, I think I think we all have a similar story where we just kind of stumbled into it because, you know, I, I started when I was 35. I'm about to turn 40. And this is not something that I anticipated doing. The fact that I'm on screen talking with people. Mm -mm. I mean, public speaking, I'm really good at. I'm a former mu musician. I was a working violinist for a decade. So I'm wow. I'm used to performing. But I mean, this was before social media. This was before zoom all that stuff right and it was hiding behind music and not using my words and I'm a chatty person but I'm also <laughs> shy and introverted which sounds strange but it's true so actually I had uh, been kind of doing nothing for a year I was in a, found myself in a position where I was able to do whatever I wanted and so I was doing some light traveling road tripping around Canada and I got home it was July I was sitting on my couch and I was like I'm going to start a blog. <laughs> so I'm like, Google, how to start a blog in 2018. <laughs> and the first thing that showed up was, was a suggestion that said three topics that you're interested in to start a blog. And I, and, and so I thought, okay, well, I like talking about money. I like talking about celebrities. And then I saw a question was like, what is something you'd want to tell the world? Mm -hmm. And the first thing that popped in my mind was you don't need to have kids to be happy. And I'm like, Wow. Okay. That was okay. So I, I started with that. I had no audience. I had a personal Facebook page that had some, you know, family, yeah, a couple of people from high school that I didn't mind associating with and <laughs> a few other people. And that's how I started. And then kind of right away, like I, I started social media. I was using the term the bitchy bookkeeper because I didn't, yeah, you know, that's originally that, that account I got locked out of. So that's why I don't use it anymore. Plus okay. it was confusing. I was getting too many accounts. <laughs> <laughs> following me a lot has shifted over four years but anyway so I was using that and I wasn't using my face or anything and that topic immediately jumped out and I was getting reaction with it and then it's just snowballed into this lifelong calling now where I'm at which honestly I mean I will do many other things but this is for life I just know it so if I were to ask you the same question it, it would be different but kind of like we just need to say something. Right. <laughs> you know? It was yeah. just that that I couldn't not say something. I was just at a point where I couldn't 
be silent about not wanting kids. Yeah. And it just hit. It just hit. It wasn't oh, that's cool. doing in my brain for a while. So yeah. And now we're here. <laughs> it's like, oh my God. I know. I know. I, when I was thinking about questions to ask you, I was like, well, I could ask her like to name all the things she's involved in, in the child free sphere, or <laughs> I, I, maybe I it'd be faster <laughs> to just say what you're not doing. <laughs> I, well, what I'm not, I'm not having kids. That's what I'm not doing. <laughs> um, I, I'm yeah, like I, I'm an, I'm an advocate. So, you know, it's easy to find out what I'm doing. It's more like, what are we going to do with this? And let's get this conversation out there. I mean, you can ask me anything. I'll, I'll give you a true genuine answer. It might scare you, but (laughs) (laughs) yeah, at at this point I'm like, Oh God, (laughs) what am I not doing? I know. The funny thing is, Anna, is I'm actually not blogging. That's what I'm not doing anymore. (laughs) Like that's what I started. And I don't know if this question will come up later, but you know, for anyone that's thinking about content creating, because I'm always keeping that in mind for audiences. I started out just writing and long form articles and blogging. I don't do any of that anymore because what my natural ability is my voice. But it took me a long time to get comfortable using my voice and using my physicalness, right? Because right. I'm not comfortable. Like, that's why I'm in an awesome pink wig. <laughs> yeah, I, I love I, it. I'm, I'm more okay now. Like, if we have a business meeting, I'll be nat- like my natural self as far as appearance wise. But but anyway, my point is, is that what I started out was where I was comfortable, which was just using words. And I don't do that anymore because it's not it's actually not the right fit for me. It took me to where I needed to be. And now I'm doing what I am more natural at. So that's actually what I'm not doing is what I started out doing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's wild. It is funny how things evolve. And it sounds like for you, it was, you know, um, finding where you could show up at that time, like what felt comfortable. And then from there, maybe leaning into other things that are more natural to you um, and you grew your comfort zone around. Yeah. It's, it's expanding. I mean, you still go out of it. It's still not super comfortable. And I don't think it ever will be. You never, like, if it does get comfortable, it's like, Oh, what's next? Yes. <laughs> you know, cause it's, it's evolving and things, how, how we're going to be doing this work, you know, right, like right now we podcast, but in five years, who knows what we'll be doing next. So there's going to be constant, you're go- always going to be evolving. And again, I say that to the benefit of any aspiring content creator, especially in the child-free space. Like, don't worry about that being your main focus because it's going to it's gonna change. Mm. I don't know what it's going to change to. <laughs> like, I, and you don't want to know either because I would have freaked right out if I knew what I was doing now. <laughs> There's no way. Right? Yeah, that's so such a good point. You know, you, you don't <laughs> like I'm impatient. I'm like, where is this going? Because if you interviewed me four years ago, <laughs> I'm like, I don't know where this is. And I still don't know where this is. I do, but I don't because it's it's very personal and new opportunities are appearing and you just don't know what's around the corner. So you just do what you can do yeah. in the moment and then see what's next, which is exciting. But I've been at it long enough now where I'm OK, mostly OK with it. <laughs> There are some days where I'm like, why am I doing this? Oh, I totally had one of those you know? days yesterday. And today I'm I'm like back yeah. in it, you know, like. I, I think it's really good for for people, especially childhood people to know that. And actually, you know what, beyond the childhood community, because there's this stupid misconception that our lives are perfect. Yeah. You know, because we don't have kids. Or I mean, some people be like, well, they're not perfect because you don't have kids. But right. we all go through everything. Even if our lives look great. And sometimes they are great, but sometimes they're not. (laughs) (laughs) You know? Yeah. So it sounds like, you know, this has sort of been an 
unforeseen experience that you kind of fell into, into this child-free mm-hmm. advocacy. Um, and now it's been five years and four, four, four years, still four. Okay. It's, well, four and a half. Sorry. I, I'm, I'm like a literal person. So I'm like, yeah. no, it's four and a half. <laughs> but this year's going by fast. By the time some of your listeners are hearing it, it will be five years. So I started in <laughs> July, which is why it's four and a half years. I apologize. <laughs> no, these things matter. Let's, yeah. let's, let's get it right. Yeah. <laughs> um, what was my question? <laughs> I guess you have sort of said like you're very much take it as it comes, um, have that awareness that who knows what a year from now is going to bring and opportunities mm-hmm. being around the corner. But do you have a vision that you're working towards or definitely? Yes, there there is a very specific vision now. Like I'm I'm in an interesting position where I can see what the big picture is. I have uh, started a corporation in Canada called Child Free Media, which is actually international. I've partnered with Cody Hetzel, who a lot of people will know as the co-moder of Child Free Convention. And that is an amalgamation of everything that I've done and what he's done separately over the last several years that we've been involved in the child free space. And it's a, you know, it's a vision that I had initially without even really knowing what it was. And so now I see it. And what I've realized at this point is I, I don't have communities. I'm a cult survivor. I was born and raised in one. So I stay away from certain terms because I'm like, I'm not forming a community around me that I, I, I can't do that. I'm more of a network and I will make things for the global child community. So I'm at the point now where it's not so much focused on me or my story. That's got me the opportunities I have now, but now it's like, all right, let's give some global platforms that everybody, whether you're a content creator, a consumer, or a parent who is really curious about what being child-free is like, it's like, this is something for everybody. And it actually involves every child-free person, every content creator, every everything, and it's all free. Wow. (laughs) This is, it's everything I've done has led up because I've had to learn how to do basically everything because then I can understand like, what's it like to be a writer? What's it like to be a producer of a, a live event or a, I could say a virtual live event. Yeah. All these different things, podcasting. So I'm at that point now where I realize, oh, I can take everything I've learned, all the people that I've talked to, all the talent I'm seeing, all the conversations I've had. I see what's missing, what's abundant of and, and what needs to be worked on. And Cody, who's, you know, great guy from him and his wife live in Savannah, Georgia. He's kind of the same. So we've partnered on this and that is now it. <laughs> and that involves a lot. So again, it allows me to constantly evolve, but now I'm streamlining it into one on a business term corporation. Cause otherwise I, I am all over the place. I'm like, I, I need to be in one spot now. And the focus is no longer on me. Mm. You know, it's on everybody else. So that is the vision. And therefore it's a lifelong endeavor because it's a big one, you know, yeah. but it allows me to be me. It allows me to be creative and business oriented because I love both. I can incorporate my glamour and also be behind the scenes and do whatever the hell I want. So, I mean, like, <laughs> totally, I don't know what else I can ask for in life, right? Yes. <laughs> from that, like, this is kind of where I'm at. So it's, it's exciting. It's daunting, you know, yeah. sometimes I go, when, when do I sleep? But it just feels right. So, and it's, I'm not pigeonholing myself. Yeah, which I think as a content creator, especially in the child free space, because we start out and we have this five year plan, 10 year plan. And then six months in, we're like, no, (laughs) working. (laughs) We got it. We like the idea, but we got to do it a different way. So this like I'm not stuck in anything. 
yeah i can i can go with the flow but there's there's a structure behind it which is necessary because right. we're in the Chavri space, there's a lot of us and we're all over. And most people actually don't know that we exist. And most people don't know there's an online community. So, I mean, we're all, we're all infants in this, right? So it's just, it's, it's really cool because it allows me to kind of meet everybody. Yeah. It allows me to meet you. And yeah, I like to know people like I, I'm, I'm not going to have everybody in my house. Right. <laughs> but, yeah. Cause I, I like to be by myself most of the time, but it's just opened up a whole new world. And I want more people to have that experience because mm-hmm. I can imagine it's opened up a lot for you too. Oh, absolutely. You know, getting to talk to people and just finding your style. Like h- how has that been for you? Cause I, I know how it feels for me and it's, it's a pretty cool feeling, right? Yeah. I would say I'm still finding it. <laughs> yeah. And that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> No I, pressure. I also think <laughs> think I started in July. Mm, well, let's see. I think my first child-free post was in April of 2020. Okay. And now I'm like, or was it 2021? And I'm only like <laughs> those are the two years that we can't differentiate anything. I get it. It's such a blur. <laughs> it had to be 2020, okay. I think. So it's been two years, yes. two years and a two years. I won't, won't get down to the exact <laughs> minute. But. Yeah. And at the time I was like, I was just like, I don't know. It was very reflective of my own personal journey. Like mm-hmm. I was coming to the decision. And so I put something out there. Um, And then I was like, well, shit, nothing of mine has gone like this before. Like it was viral yeah. for me, yeah. Um, like 700 likes versus 10, you know, which, <laughs> like- which that is actually what viral means. If it's more than what you normally get. it's viral. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And so from there, like I, I tested it out. I was like, okay, because I felt like I was trying to find my place as a life coach before that. And then I was like, well, let's just pivot to child-free women. And, Mm -hmm. um, and from there it sort of, yeah, snowballed into the podcast, which was something I always wanted to do, um, but never had the vision of what would I do a podcast about, but then it just kind of fit in. And then, um, now sort of trying to create a community because I do get to have these conversations and I get to connect with people. It's like my dream for these people that I'm connecting with to connect with each other so that right. like, they feel less alone. And yeah. Yeah. So again, it's that that's the indication. Cause I think that's a commonality throughout content creators is especially if they didn't really realize the child-free thing was going to be their topic. It's like, yes. that's the one that hits because that's the same experience. That's the one that hits. You're like, Oh, there is something there. You don't know what, but there's something there. And that whenever I'm doubting that I'm spending my time and resources on the wrong thing, I remember that mm-hmm. every time the topic of no kids comes up, even if it's in a crowd of parents, there's so much information that's missing. Therefore, humanity needs us. Oh, yeah. You know, those of us, who, it needs child for people, but those of us who are willing to put ourselves out there, which is a very vulnerable position to be in, it's it's not comfortable. No. <laughs> Even though some of us make it look like it's comfortable, it's not, <laughs> you know, but but that that is a reminder that keeps me going is that it's necessary. And yeah. so again, like it's an end to you. I mean, that, that that story is the same thing. It's necessary, you know, we'll do it in our own style. And I think that's half the fun and the battle is figuring out what is your style because we all, it it takes time. And what I do right now is probably not how I'm going to be when I'm 80. I mean, that's now pushing another 40 years. (laughs) And and that's also okay too, 
you know, yeah. so you kind of work with where you're at because you, you develop it, but, it, but it is, it is fun. If you can find the fun in that, it is fun. Right. Yeah. And, and I'm definitely someone who I think like I get bored of doing mm. the same thing. So I think yeah. that that's an exciting element to this is that like, yeah. you kind of have to evolve if you want to stay relevant. You do, <laughs> you do, because Again, social media, like I despise TikTok, but that's suddenly where I have like the biggest number because oh. one, one, one video did go viral, like 1.2 million people. And I spent Whoa. a whole month of May after a road trip going, replying to comments. It was like, I don't ever wish to go viral. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and then suddenly everybody was on TikTok and I'm like, see, but that's the thing we will have to keep up or put content on different things that you maybe don't want to be involved in. I mean, that are not deadly or anything, but, um, yeah, but, but the nice thing is, yeah, you won't be bored if you're willing to try new things. And I'm the last person to take that advice, (laughs) (laughs) but I will do it. You know, to your point about it, getting bored, like there's, if you have the passion for it, you do figure out a way to make it Okay. Cause I mean, some days you'll just, it's just not going to want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <Yesterday>. and, <laughs> yeah, exactly. it's like, whoa, you know, for me, the last two weeks on vacation on the road trip, I was like, I'm not doing, I mean, that was supposed to be a vacation and it was, it took me a few days to get into not doing something. Yes. Like, Got so much to do, but now I have like collaborators. So I'm like, Hey, do this or do that. Or how's it going? <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. And all, you know, we're all equal playing field. I'm not a boss, but you know, we're just, things are working, you know, but you got it. You got to do the grind for a bit. Yes. Which, you know, if you've made it past the two year mark, that's perfect because that's sorry, child free people, terrible two stage. (laughs) They don't warn you as a content creator is that you go through a terrible two stage year two, just before the pandemic hit. Yeah. Cause the pandemic really did shut down Canada. Um, Mm. I like almost quit everything. And by then everything was only blogging and the podcast. It wasn't the convention. It wasn't the morning chat show. It wasn't many things. Yeah. I almost quit. Wow. And then by the end of that year, it blew up as to what I was doing and where it's led. So, you know, just to say like, I mean, it was, it was really dicey. I was like, I can't do this anymore. (laughs) But I was like, there's nothing else you want to do. And then, and then everything shut down in Canada. So like, there was nothing else to do. Like I couldn't even go to the movie theater. So, so what yeah. choice did I have? So life was like, nope, you're doing this. And, and then it, it opened up. So terrible two stage. Okay. <laughs> <It does> exist <laughs> Without kids. That's so funny. Cause literally yesterday I was telling my husband, I was like, maybe I just need to like suck it up and get a nine to five. And he was like, well, what would you do? I was like, I don't know. There's nothing I want to do. This is what I want to (laughs) do. And I think that's a, that's a really telling point because if you do have other ideas and it's like, yeah, I could go follow other ideas. And I was like, I'll go back to being a musician again, even though I haven't played my violin in a decade, I did buy a piano, but you know, (laughs) know, and, and no, nothing. And I think, you know, depending on, I don't know what people believe, but that's the silent or it's not so silent, but it's that little subtle, like, no, keep at it. Cause that, it, you do get seriously tested and it sucks. <laughs> Cause I, I don't, you know, like, I don't like to be without a, not a purpose, but I don't like to be without a vision. Yeah. You know, and I kind of need confirmation sometimes that things are working, but sometimes you don't get it, but you still have that vision and you're like, no, we'll yeah. do it another day, you know? And at, at that right. point I was mainly focusing on writing. 
And actually, okay. then that's when I was like, I kind of need to stop writing because writing isn't, I, it got me to this point, but I was starting to find my footing with podcasting and stuff. And, you know, I recognized that there was something special about that and being able to use my voice just to just without script, without overthinking it. Okay. So that that's my encouragement to you is like, okay, if you're <laughs> at that point, you had that discussion yesterday. So keep going because it will open up more. I don't know. Again, I don't know how, but it yeah. will. Yeah. <laughs> if that's what you see and feel, it will open up. Yeah. Thank you. I feel like this was the therapy I didn't know I needed. <laughs> <laughs> it makes up for that. No, it's been four and a half years. <laughs> hey, no, we gotta have the facts straight. I Please call me out if I have it wrong. Everyone. <laughs> Um, you'll go far with that you will go far with that attitude (laughs) I've been humbled so many times doing this stuff I'm like yeah okay oh my gosh my first that viral post I had Mm -hmm. I said let's normalize the the choice to be childless I was immediately called out that I had the terminology wrong because I didn't that's how new I was like I was just like wait I don't want to have kids there should be space for this and I right (laughs) immediately got it wrong <laughs> that's interesting okay because I oh I I mean I have so many questions for you about that now about the technology <laughs> how you're using why you were using childless I won't get into that but um but I mean that that's just it like it puts you in a vulnerable position doesn't it vulnerable yeah. position because you're like because there are some days where well I, I'm usually pretty good with grammar but there was one day I used invoke instead of evoke and I already posted the reel so I knew and only one person said something and I thought, well, is that telling of the audience because they didn't know the difference <laughs> without being judgmental? Because yeah. I'm like, no matter how 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 I spun it to myself, I'm like, no, Lenora, you did use the wrong word. And only one person <laughs> said something. I'm like, oh, what's that bad out of like, I think at that point I had like 30,000 views or something, you know, over the course of several months. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it makes you check yourself. Yeah. <laughs> And I think like, for me, it was just, I was that new to the space or to even the conversation that I didn't know there was another word. I think maybe childless was just the word that I'd heard. Where are you located? Iowa. I'm in the Midwest. Midwest? Yeah. That, okay. All right. That track. (laughs) Not to say anything. Okay. Got it. Got it. But that is interesting because again, it shows how new like this still is, even though we're not the first people talking about this conversation, oh, yeah, right? but that's how unaware most of us are because I didn't know that there was a term child free until 2018. Mm, so I yeah. get it. And, and also too, I wanted to say like, th- I think being afraid of saying the wrong thing is what stops people from starting to talk about it. And the fact that you were just like, you didn't even know, but you went out and said something and you recovered and you're fine and everything's fine. <laughs> like, it's okay to mess up, right? Because yes. I I don't know if you hear this from people, but they're like, well, I want to I wanna blog or I want to do something, but English is my second language or I don't know the right words. I'm like, who cares? Yeah. We will get your point. If you're like legit putting something out there, you could have like horribly written whatever. I will still understand what you're talking about. I will help you edit. I don't care because I know what it's like to be silenced. Again, it was my upbringing and I'm a very expressive person in case nobody knows, but, <laughs> I, but I know what it's like to be told you're talking too much or you're too loud or this is wrong. The Bible says this, you're not allowed to do that. Like, I know I, I lived like that for basically 25 years. So I fought against it, but that was what my upbringing was. So I know what it's like to be afraid to 
really say how, what you feel, which is why I think I'm so passionate about, first of all, this topic, but just encouraging people, just, just put it out there. Like I'll help you or we'll find people to help you or whatever. Just start yeah. because it doesn't matter. Even if you say like words do matter. Yes. But when you're starting, I think I I hope that the child-free community as a whole, like the online community is um, I'm going to say tolerant or understanding, like it takes a lot of guts to put something out there. You know, it doesn't matter how confident you appear. It takes a lot. You're giving a part of yourself to that. So, you know, I hope that that people are understanding if they do see something that's like, wait, what? Say your opinion, fine. But there is somebody on the other end that has really taken a chance and put something out there. And it's not going to be perfect. None of us get it perfect, really, to right. be honest, because we're just talking from our own experience. And it might offend somebody and that's okay. But I hope that, you know, people are just encouraged to just, to just start. And there will be support for those that want to continue because it's not easy, you know? Right. Yeah. And like, you know, some days we have those Mondays. Yes. <laughs> you know, like it happens. Exactly. So in the four and a half years that you've been a content creator in the child-free space, kind of what are the shifts that you've seen in the community? <laughs> Oh, I've seen so much. <laughs> Here's a confession. I observe a lot more than I let on. And, and I've had to because I realize I want to see how pe what people are doing, how they're doing it, how people are responding to it. And and initially, I'm going to like from 2018, that's when I think a lot of us started in 2018. And there were people that started out the same time that I did who have not continued for various reasons. The most tactful way I can put it as is that there was a lot of me, 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 and not any teamwork involved. And I've seen a, a, in the last year specifically a big shift in who has continued and who has gotten reception and what has worked. And a lot of it has to do with the, this is my thing. I might involve a few other people, but I get the credit. Mm -hmm. mm. And people have kind of responded in kind to that, not kindly. So I'm seeing more collaboration i'm seeing more like oh you're a content creator i'm a content creator we don't have to like team up or anything but there's more interaction i've seen i'm starting to see more of that which is fantastic because that's the only reason why i'm doing any of this stuff is because some people reached out and had this idea and i'm like yeah sure my first reaction is like i don't want to do that i'm too scared but i'm like ah i'll do it anyway yeah and i'm so glad i said yes so the other thing I i'm seeing is more people are starting to realize that it's not about how many followers somebody has because I I saw in the beginning I saw the, how I was received and how other people were received from let's say more established people or those that have been around longer and there's a there was kind of like a distant approach and I get it I get it like I you know sometimes you just kind of gotta throw yourself out there and not everyone's gonna receive you and that's okay the the two things that the podcast and child for convention, were ideas presented to me by people who had like nobody, they, they didn't have a name or they didn't have a big following, but I was like, I like that idea. Yeah. And it's allowed us to really grow something awesome that's got longevity behind it, right? So I am starting to see more of that where it's not about who are you or how many followers do you have? Or like, I don't care if nobody knows your name. You don't even have to, like, you could be anonymous. I'm seeing more of that. And I think what's happening is it's just opening up more. And, and that's where what I'm doing now is like getting everybody who wants to say something a chance because there is so much to be said.
so I'm seeing more of an openness and a more of like, we're all kind of new and, you know, cause four, four and a half years is not a long time at all no. in the grand scheme of things. It's not, it's not. So I'm seeing more, more openness because a lot of us are kind of like, we're kind of on the same playing field anyway, really. Let's be honest. So that, that makes it nicer. I see more interaction. The third thing is it's now more guys are speaking up mostly because I'm like, you guys need to say something. <laughs> like I collaborate with men. I, I've got my child free dude squad who I love dearly, you know? And, and also too, like I seem to be like big sister to a lot of people in like the child free India male ah. space. Like I get a lot of DMS from, cause I've met them through clubhouse and stuff like that. And I, you know, I've, I've gone to some of their virtual meetups and stuff that they have cause they, they want to talk. And so, you know, I've met people from like all over. And so I'm hearing what's happening in different parts of the world and not everyone interacts with, cause I mean, it's been largely white North American straight yeah. based huge shift there. I say that as a biracial queer woman. So like there's yeah. a lot changing in that space. And I'm really, I really champion for people to open up the spaces to allow, cause like all my, all the conversations I have, you know, do involve race and sexuality. And a lot of them are uncomfortable conversations. And as a half black Canadian woman who knows nothing about black American culture, I have learned so much just by actually listening. And it's made me uncomfortable at times because I'm like, I can't relate, but that's not the point, <laughs> you know? Right. And that's even relevant to the child-free conversation. So I think that's the biggest shift of, is what are we talking about? And seeing that within the child-free space, there is so much to talk about that actually doesn't really have anything to do with being child-free to a point. Yes, but we all go through so many different things. And the child-free space is kind of like the safe space to talk about race and sexuality and struggle and relationships and all these things because we're not talking about our kids. <laughs> so we can talk about our passions and, and trauma that we've gone through and whatever else. And so I, I am seeing more of that coming out because more people are talking and it's not just like one demographic talking, right? Yeah. So I'm seeing more of that. And now, like I said, I'm so adamant about getting guys to speak up. And there's not a whole lot of them, but the ones that do, I'm like, okay, (laughs) I don't tell them what to do, but I'm like, I really champion them because I believe that that's important and we need their support. We do. I feel like, you know, I joke, I'm like, I got like a bunch of white American guys (laughs) that are on my, not emotional support team, but if I need like a sounding board, I reach out to a few of them. And like, we, like we talk back and forth about different things and like, you know, I I just I'm seeing more of that, and I really champion that, and and that makes me happy because it's more of a team effort, I think. Than there's there's the sh- there we go. See, I ha- sometimes I have to get long winded to get to the point. <laughs> I'm sorry. It, I'm seeing more of a team effort than an individual effort. That's that's what it all boils down to. That's so. You want to cool. edit all of that out? It's that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. I think that was all good. <laughs> That, that's what it is. It's more of a team effort. And I honestly believe, maybe biased because I'm building teams, is that that's what's going to make the difference in how the child-free lifestyle is perceived and how any of us are going to have any kind of true success. I do believe that. And I'll credit Cody for drilling that into me a lot too, because he, he's really shown it. Because I, I was definitely a solo person. I'm an introvert, a, a solo artist, as a musician. I never understood the power of collaborating. So I understand, I totally understand the solo aspect of it. It's how I got started. And and a lot of times it's necessary. I'm not saying it's bad, but 
now, I especially after seeing, well, my experience with the podcast with, you know, having two other co-hosts, but then with convention, I was like, no, it's, it's a team. We all have our lanes. We're not yeah. going to step on each other's toes. We have our brands. We all be individuals, but we're all going the same direction. And I think the more of us, especially as content creators, as it feels natural to do so, if we all have that idea, that is what's going to bring us the success that we're looking for in many different ways. Because, you know, one person can't do it. Five people can't do it. We can be like two really loud people or one really loud person still not going to make a difference. Not really. Not where yeah. it counts and not where it's like long lasting. So that's where it's headed. And not everyone's going to be on board with that. And that's okay. That's totally fine. Right. But we'll all get to where we want to be with our stuff, I believe, with the right kind of team mentality. And it doesn't mean we have to like, like you and I don't have to start a podcast. We have our podcast, <laughs> but just, right. you know, like, you know, championing each other where we can, or, you know, just yeah. stuff like that. I think I freak people out when they see how, like how much I do, but that's just my life and why I'm able to do. It. And you don't have to do that. <laughs> you do. This is just my, where I'm at with it, but it's actually not that complicated. You know, it's scary because you have to trust people. Yeah, and that's not that's not always easy, especially when we've never met. You you do have to take a chance, and sometimes like I, I can give you stories. It doesn't always work out that way, mm. um, you know. But it's mostly has, right? So that's why yeah. I'm still here, <laughs> you know. And and that to me is what gives me hope for continuing doing this. Is like I think we're I'm I am seeing a shift of more team teamwork, and just championing one another, and in just just a very natural way. It doesn't have to be like this massive thing, but it, it it helps. And I think that will keep us all going in the long run. Yeah, I think that's really cool and really exciting to hear that you've been noticing that shift. And, and it sounds like sort of in your own way, helping that shift along, like in, in reaching out to people yourself and being open to it. Yes. Like I think that all builds yeah. it as well. It's it's definitely it's actually like helped me understand that in my own life, like just on a you know personal Lenora level, like outside of the child free yeah space. Again, I'm very independent. I live alone. I travel alone. I I don't necessarily need that to change because I need my downtime. Yeah. I need I recharge by being alone. But I have you know what's been really cool. I haven't really shared this before, but like I've developed friendships within the child-free space with like just a, a small group of people that you just kind of naturally bond with. And to the point where, you know, there's been times where I've had to reach out to somebody I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm struggling. I just need someone to talk to you. And I've never really had that. Like I've always had friends. I'm a social butterfly, but I've always like figured stuff out on my own, which I will still do. But I've, I think also getting older, you realize it is nice to have somebody where you can talk to when you're feeling really low and vulnerable and you just, you don't need them to fix anything. I don't need someone yeah. to fix me. Like I'm not a person that will fix your problems. I'm, I'm not. You have to figure mm -hmm. out your own crap, but I will be there to be a sounding board if you need someone to bounce ideas off or just to listen. I, I can do that for you. But I have my small group of, of people that I've met in the child-free space who've actually I have let in <laughs> yeah. to my life in a sense and I hate to admit it but I have to admit it it's it's changed my life a lot and it's allowed me to be it's like okay to be open because I was anyway but I, I I do keep up a wall because I meet a lot of people and I don't need everybody but there's some people that just kind of worm their way in because we're they're just cool and we get along <laughs> and there's just a nice vibe and and that is that's that's new and it's also really nice. Like, it's just because I don't feel like I'm doing this alone anymore. Right. Wow. So, 
Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's really, it really has changed a lot of elements of my life, which to me, that's worth it right there. Whatever happens, like if everything crashed and burned, I'd be okay because I've learned a lot as a person and I've actually become empathetic because I'm not naturally an empathetic person. I mean, I, you know, to a point, but right. it's more of a defense mechanism for a lot yeah. of different reasons, which I won't get into, but <laughs> it really has impacted my life personally, oh, which so cool. it is really cool. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm like, this is nice. Like, it's just, I don't know. And I don't really express that too often, but I will hear it's, it is really, it's a really cool feeling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like well, thanks for, thanks for sharing that. And like, that takes a lot of vulnerability and courage to let someone like be there for you in the way that yeah. you expressed and that's yeah. not easy because it's emotional like there's yeah. one thing for like physical like I'm like I'm great fine whatever but yeah. the emotional element is actually the scary thing and so yeah. that has there's been there have been some key moments this year where I'm like wow <laughs> I actually reached out to somebody and then there are a few people in that circle that actually message me right when I do need somebody and oh cool and it's just like Oh, perfect. And it's not anything obvious. That's the thing. It's not like, like, they probably have no idea. (laughs) And it wasn't like, it's just like long dialogue. It's just they're there. And they're checking in on me or something like that. That's never happened because I wouldn't allow it. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Not Because people didn't want to, but I realized like, I didn't allow that. Yeah. And so now I'm I am allowing that. And it's it's like, whoa, (laughs) <laughs> this is my therapy session. <laughs> okay. This is great. We trade off. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Next we'll like have our IV drips together. Exactly. Like <laughs> that would be a fun episode to <laughs> It's funny actually because I have my meetings on Mondays after my IV therapy, which is probably a good thing because I did that through uh June and July leading up to the convention. And those are like July is like the most stressed out you see me because it's a big thing. So I yeah. think. Cody and Jared were really thankful that I was on IV therapy because I would show up to our Monday meetings totally chill because they saw me the year before, (laughs) (laughs) which I, you know, I I can be a a dragon when I need things done a certain way and that gets down to crunch time and I'm not a tyrant, but I am firm, but fair, but firm. So (laughs) there is some days where it's like, I have kids. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Cody. You're probably going to watch this. <laughs> Cody is the most chill guy you'll ever meet in your entire life. He's the reason why I like he's the only person I would consider having a business partner with because he balances me out. Like he's very analytical, very got great ideas, gets things done and just chill. <laughs> like beyond. <laughs> Not dead, but chill, which is great because I'm, you know, I, I, I can I need someone to like calm me down uh yeah at times so no it's good yeah I was like there's only one person I would ask <laughs> in that <laughs> particular situation and that would be Cody so uh yeah no he's a great guy and I bet it works like I bet you guys really compliment each other you probably we like do. fire him up when he needs a little yeah. extra motivation or something no exactly because I'm but... like look we need this done he's like okay fine and then <laughs> and then there'll be details that I miss like we we definitely do compliment each other and actually because we you know we we moderate the convention we've done it two years in a row and for some reason, I can tell when he needs assistance, when he doesn't have anything to say, I just instinctively jump in. And he does the same thing with me. We don't even have cues. It just works. Like he just knows. So somehow we've, I mean, we've been working together for two years now. So it's, it's really cool. And it also translates really well on screen because we have a great chemistry on, on screen as well. Because moderating for that long is difficult. And I'm, I'm still new to moderating. So 
it's really great to have a partner that I can trust. Like we have our planned stuff, but we riff really well. Yeah. And sometimes you have to do that because you don't know what the other person say, like what the, the guests are saying or whatnot. And this is live stream. So you're like, got to keep it going for two days. <laughs> <laughs> so you need to know that someone has your back and you have to have their back as well, too. So the real it's been really cool to see because it's, it's just naturally gone that way. Wow. Yeah. So so that's the thing, even just from a over the last you know few years, it's been really cool to see how you gel with people. And even with like with Kristen and Isabel with the podcast, it was instant chemistry with the three of us. And, you know, we've been doing it consistently for three years now and we still have never met in person. And, you know, we, we just, we, we've got each other's back. It's just like a, just a natural thing. So yeah, it's, I mean, I could never have imagined any of this (laughs) happening and it's given me, not that I need permission to be myself, but it's given me, I, I feel like more confidence to just you know, like I, I love the glam. This is how I feel inside all of the time. Yeah. <laughs> and so I express myself this way because it's made me comfortable, but also and it's just fun. But like it was Kristen's idea for me to start doing this. And, and now I'm at the point where I trust my own instincts to do things. But I guess this is the point of, you know, the teamwork mentality in the child free space is when you do meet people that you gel with and you just accept like everyone shows up as they are. There's no preconceived notions or whatever. It just allows for you to just come into your own and express yourself and you can let them be who they are and you're not going to gel with everybody and that's fine. Don't ever think you're going to, but you will meet those people that you do gel with and it becomes a really cool support system and you find yourself being supportive of them because I never really thought that I could be someone's support system because I don't do needy. Like I don't even have pets, you know, because I I just, I've got plants, but I can ignore them for three weeks, you know? (laughs) Uh, and that's okay. Um, and sometimes I have to throw them out and get new ones, but <laughs> for the most part, I can leave them alone. But it's taught me that I can be a support system in a way that's suitable to me, that doesn't drain me, but it's also of value to them. And that's just, again, on the personal side of things, like I I probably would have figured it out at some point, but it's just put me in this position. And I, I'm grateful for that because, you know, you got to do your own personal work in order to be, you know, effective in the world. <laughs> I'm right. constantly, that's why I have to be alone so much because I'm constantly, we got to work on myself, you know, <laughs> but, but this is a more gentle approach instead of like being beat over the head with like a life lesson or something. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. So I guess another question I had was when you're not creating content, podcasting, running a what? convention. That, that exists? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> How do you spend your time? Uh, I'm at the movie theater or in my car driving (laughs) or shopping. Yeah. Well, right now I'm in a bit of a jet set life, which is very unusual for me, but I just did a road trip to Vancouver for two weeks. I'm going to San Francisco for a week on the weekend and then uh, Palm Springs for my 40th. And I'm going to Toronto for an event for a screening of my so-called selfish life, the child-free yeah. documentary. I'm going to finally meet Therese. I've, she's oh. been on the show a couple of times. She's been in the conventions two, both years. And so we're finally going to meet. So I'm going to that. So I'm in a kind of a travel headspace, which again, I'm, is unusual, but like life is shifting so much. So I'm like, okay, let's just do this. Uh, but downtime, well, I, I bought a piano. I've been playing the piano as long as I've been playing the violin. So piano, I've, I'm getting back into music just just on a personal hobby level. So I'm really like in between things I will play and because I love composing music and I still have, like I want to do a Vegas show where I'm doing music and talking about being child-free and just doing like a one woman show with me. Like I I have this vision and anyone that knows me, when I have a vision for something, it comes true. 
it takes a while, but it's it'll happen. I say that as a Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have a Vegas residency. Um, but I mean that's that's something I envision like late 40s, early 50s, because I am very dedicated to what I'm doing, and this takes a lot of of my time, and this is where I'm meant to be right now. So I'm I'm just I'm practicing and I'm envisioning and just reconnecting with music, which I lost touch with for about a decade, which was very hard for me to do because it was my entire identity. But so I do that. But I also like to go to the movie theater. Like I'm seeing I've seen two movies since Friday and I'll see another one tomorrow. Um, I love a the theater, but road tripping. Driving is my favorite thing. Got my SUV. I just I live near Banff National Park. Oh, so like it's an hour and a half. I get like the most gorgeous views. I can see them from my street, actually. So, wow. Um, I, I love to drive when I need anything just to clear my head or whatever. I'll, I'll just take a drive. That is where I feel the most free, I think, is when I'm driving. So you'll find me in my car because I don't commute. I mean, I'm, in, I'm at home all the time doing stuff otherwise. Right. Um. Yeah, That that's that's pretty much it. Other than that, you'll find me on social media or making stuff <laughs> or in a meeting or whatever. Right. Uh, but yeah, those are and, and those things I like to do by myself. Like I'm you know, I like to go for dinner and shop and whatever. And, you know, I'm starting to like be social a bit. Yeah. <laughs> a bit like once a month, go out for dinner with somebody. Uh, yeah. Things I can do by myself. <laughs> yeah. I think because I like, I, I, I am obviously very vocal and a conversationalist, but I need my solitude. Look. So if I can, if I can do something in solitude, it's just, it's the best. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Which is the reason why I don't have kids. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And like with the work that you do, I mean, I don't think that I probably spend nearly the same amount of time interacting with people as you do. And, and I'm clearly we're different people. I'm also introverted, but like, man, like, let's see today. I I had a coaching call. I recorded another podcast episode recording this one. And I'm like, yeah, that feels like pretty full day. Like that's a lot of interaction. Mm -hmm. Um, so I can just like appreciate needing, needing the downtime with the work that you do and all the interacting that it takes, even if it's like, like this on screen, even texting, because, you know, you get a lot of texts and DMS and emails and, but also too, like, it's a lot of collaborating. And I think for me, because a lot of the interaction I have are the people that I'm collaborating with, whether it's the podcast okay, convention, yeah. some secret things that you guys will find out later. Woo-hoo. You know, there's there's a lot of that. And so that does feed me because it's creative. You know, I, again, I'm not solving people's problems. And, and this is where I am very selective of who I interact with on a personal level, because I need a certain energy. And people know, like, no one bombards me with, if it's an idea, that's one thing. <laughs> like our child for girls text thread <laughs> for three years has just been nuts. Because <laughs> like, we, we're in different time zones, different countries. And oh. one of us is like late, like go to bed late, me and Kristen's up at like the crack of dawn on the East Coast and I'm in Western Canada. So, you know, I oh. wake up to a novel. Like, I mean, I I have so, so many cool stories. Our thread, <laughs> that would be encyclopedia of everything for the last three years so there's a lot of a, a lot of my interactions are like that um but because it's creative we're, we're building something we're working on something that excites me and yeah. generally speaking i can control when i look at that like after this i'll go play the piano for a bit and then yeah. i gotta do some other stuff so like just to kind of unwind but but most of it is creative so at the end of the day i'm exhausted but i did have a vision actually for this life that i have back in 2007 2008 when I actually had my first when my quarter life crisis and my music career crashed yeah I saw some I did not know it was this I just assumed it would be music but I saw myself at home actually having meetings and this this was 2008 like we didn't do this back then right like this is we barely had Facebook so 
Yeah. I remind myself, I'm like, Lenora, you had this vision. Like, I even had a vision of working with men. And I do. Like, it's it's the weird. And this exactly how I live is exactly what I envisioned. And it wasn't like a force, like, what do I want? It just came. Mm. But it's ta- it took a long time to get to that point. So I'm just kind of like, wow, I'm here, <laughs> like, doing this. Didn't know yeah. it would be this topic. <laughs> I had no clue. <laughs> but it, so it's, you're kind of like, I'm in the middle of, like, a dream, but also a reality. Like, I get to shape where, like, I don't know where things are going, but... I know this is where I'm meant to be. So I'm just going with the flow, but also very, very, I'm deliberate. Yeah. That I'm like, okay, no, this, this means something. So be serious about it. Have fun, but you are putting your heart and soul into it because the minute I, I'm not putting my heart and soul into it. It's just whatever. It's fluff. Right. And I, I can't do that. I can't do small talk. Like it may, you probably figured that out too. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> we just got to dive right in and go there. <laughs> Hi, I'm Lenora. So what are we figuring out today? <laughs> I was reading something about small talk the other day because I'm trying to figure out how to like intentionally build. I feel like I intuitively sort of know how to connect with people, but it's um, for something I'm doing in the community that I run. I'm trying to facilitate it for other people when I'm not there mm-hmm. and like how to do that. So I, anyways, one of the articles I found had this great definition of small talk and maybe this is just universally known. It was new to me, but it's small talk if you don't learn anything new about the person after your exchange. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. That's exactly right. Never th- did not know that. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. That's so true. And it's, it's like- almost like you don't even have an epiphany. Because there are so many times where I like, even in this conversation, if I listen to it back, I'll, I will, I can tell even now that there are things that I hadn't quite thought of, like I, I'm saying them and it's real, but it's, it's more clear to me in my head about me or something that you've said. I'm like, oh yeah, there's a place in time for small talk, but there's a satisfaction. And, and I think because I am, w- when you have interactions like that, wherever they are, that I might get tired after, but it's like a satisfaction, like a satisfactory tired, you know, I'm like, okay, who like after this, I'd be like, all right, got to wind down for a bit, play the piano. But it was satisfying. Like I learned something and, and it was a cool interaction. At least this is my take on it. You know, it's just, it, yeah. it means something and it, it adds to your life experience. And that's what conversations do. It doesn't really matter who it is with because you get the most surprising conversations with people, like people you may not have expected or or whatever, or maybe you did expect and you still get it. But but they are. That's 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 awesome because it's so true. Yeah. Like, small talk gives me nothing, therefore I don't want it. <laughs> and, <laughs> right. and also I can't get give anything either. Yeah. And, you know, because it's not it's not just about like what do you get from it? What can you give? And if I don't feel like I can get it's like, you know, the days where you're just doing a performative post because you know you have the algorithm says you have to post every day and you make something because this is what we do as content creators but you know we we make these posts because we have to we feel obligated to and there's nothing wrong with that but you know when you put even if it does and sometimes those do well the ones that you don't give a crap about they do well which is so silly but then (laughs) you do but then you do make something where you you are really putting yourself into it gets six views that's okay too but it actually is more satisfying because at least you got to express how you wanted to in a way you did, right? Yeah. I, I had that a, a couple. I Actually, there's when I was in Vancouver. I was on the beach. I mean, the, the video got like a thousand views, which whatever. But I was I was just me. I didn't have any makeup on, no wig, nothing. My my hair was blowing in the wind. I just wanted to just say, hey, I'm here doing this. You don't have yeah. to have kids, you know, whatever. Just It was just very off the cuff, but very like natural Lenora. 
and you know didn't get a lot of views and that's fine but the people that saw and commented are the people that i would want to to see that and comment on anyway because it's for my friends basically right right and that is satisfying as opposed to something that i was like i have to post i'm gonna make it it'll probably do well it does well but eh, whatever and and both are fine. I'm not saying one's better than the other, but there is that feeling that you get and you want to like, I always like, what kind of feeling am I after? And if it's not going to be received massively, that's okay. Because it's, I'm getting that feeling. I'm getting something from it. And I'm also giving part of myself in a way that's satisfying. And that's okay. And that that's really for me, like, that's the biggest thing. It's like, yeah. can I give something genuine? Even if right. it's genuinely annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I, I never want to be the nicest person in the room. Even though I'm Canadian, it's like, <laughs> I'm nice. I'm like, no, if I'm annoyed, if I'm angry, I mean, anyone that works with me knows that if Lenora is annoyed, she will let you know. <laughs> <laughs> and I will be genuine about it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, this has been a blast. Do you have any, like, encouragement or advice you want to leave the listeners with as we wrap up? As always, do what feels right for you. Well, okay, let's get specific. For people who are like chosen to not have kids, if you're adamantly child-free, talk about it. Come on, we need more voices. Please talk about it <laughs> um, in a way that suits you. And even if it's unnerving, do it anyway. Um, it's worth it. <laughs> you don't have to start a podcast, but but we do need people to speak up. It is important. And even if you are in a situation or even a place where you can't, you know, there are ways to support content creators you know, even if it's liking or somehow getting the word out on what they're doing. Like we we do need to really do band together to get this lifestyle seen as, as a serious one. Like it's, it's a legit one, you know? Right. Um, and also when it comes to just living, like just, just live your life and have fun. And if you're not having fun, that's okay too. Cause there are some years where you're not going to have fun. <laughs> yeah. Look, I'm, I'm almost 40. I'm going to say, I don't regret my decision. I decided when I was 22, I realized I had a choice. Motherhood was not a natural feeling for me. And it's never changed. And I just, I am really grateful to my younger self for making that decision. And I understand why that decision was a good one, the more the older I get. So I guess if you are child-free and for the most part are okay, but are still not sure or worried or whatever, that's fine too. acknowledge those feelings. But things, tend, your decisions that you make tend to make sense the older you get. And mm. I say that as an old 39-year-old. <laughs> Um, it will make sense. And again, just go, go with your gut. If you're on the fence, child free is a great option. <laughs> Don't cave to pressure. Uh, it's yeah. not worth it. I've been told. Um, <laughs> if you have kids, well, I, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> teach them that, you know what, you don't, they don't have to have kids. You don't need to be a grandparent. Yes. Um, but also if you are, if you are a parent and listening to this, thank you so much for supporting the child free community. You have no idea how much that means to us. And that is important. So, you know, I mean, ultimately for anybody, whatever your parental status is, it's like, you know, get to know yourself, figure out who you are. And it'll take a long time. It might take 40 years. It might take 80 years. And it's always changing. And that's okay, too. And uh, yeah, just let's just try and be content with what we have and you'll get more of it. God, that sounds so cheesy, but it's but it's kind of it's true, though. Like, it's <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's true. Life has been really surprising. I will say like just from a girl from 2000 people in Northern Alberta, born and raised in a cult. I am all sorts of weird and I've embraced that about myself and it's been amazing. So you guys have no idea where life can take you. I still don't know, but it's, it's kind of, it's kind of fun. So yeah, I mean, there's a lot of crap you have to go through. I can, 
we've gone through a lot and we'll still go through some things, but you bounce back faster. So just, just, you know, it's, it's worth it, but not to the point where you have to create new life. (laughs) Let me make that clear. You can enjoy your life, but you don't need to create more of it. Yes. Awesome. And I won't make you list all the places that people can find you unless you want to, then you can, but I will put them in my show notes. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll give you the one because a lot has changed. And so okay. I'm going to give you the ones that I know will be relevant a year from now. <laughs> so, uh, so personally, if anyone wants to find me personally at child free blog on Instagram, I will be there. And I'm also on TikTok. but if you want to, if you want to interact with me, Instagram at child free blog, um, I do have a podcast called child free girls and we're all over social media, but you can find us on YouTube and all of the streaming platforms, child free girls that will be going on for life. And, and for the global community, child free convention. That is now being run by Child Free Media, but I will just say, like, you can go to Child Free Convention. You can watch the last two years for free on the YouTube channel, Child Free Convention, uh, and we have ChildFreeConvention.com. That that is probably like the most encompassing thing for everybody, any gender, any anywhere in the world. It's all relevant topics. We've we've done it for two years now. I mean, it'll, it's a, again a lifelong endeavor. It's all free. You can interact with the speakers. You can leave questions. Even though the, the live stream is over, we'll we still monitor everything. So if you have questions for the speakers, we'll get them to the wow. speakers and make sure you get an answer and stuff. So yeah, people can watch both both years of the convention um, on on the YouTube channel. That's probably the most important thing because it's it's a global effort. Yeah. And if you want to see you know child free people from everywhere definitely check out child free convention. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much. And that's really incredible. I didn't realize that you like continue monitoring, monitoring that and sending the questions on like that's, that's really awesome. No, it's, it's yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm currently working on turning it all into a podcast as well too, which is, I don't know why I'm traveling so much because there's a lot of stuff I have to do. But yeah, it's we've are we're archiving everything and it's going to be in podcast form very soon. So amazing. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Thank you for everything you do and thank You're you welcome. for this conversation and all the therapy. It was it was incredible. <laughs> likewise, likewise. I'm I'm very happy you're doing what you're doing and always here to support you. So thanks. Likewise. <laughs> I'll catch you next time. Hey, don't go yet. I have something really exciting to share with you. I created a community for child-free people. That's right, a place for us all to hang out, get to know each other, and become friends. So if you could use some more child-free friends in your life, please come hang out with us. It's like we have our own private social media network. Inside the club, we have weekly virtual meetups via Zoom. We have a community feed with ongoing posts and discussions so we can continue our friendship outside of our virtual meetups And down the road, we're going to have in-person meetups and take these relationships offline and in person. So if you want in, head to wnk-club.com. That's W-N-K, as in we're not kidding, dash C-L-U-B dot com. I can't wait to see you in the club.